Okay. Hola, Marlon Cabron. Hello, Michael K. All right, so this is the official Numero Trace, episode three. Episode three of our podcast. Uh, this is going to be the first installment that does not involve the NFL. Yes, uh, the Home Dog Podcast is going to be talking. Uh, we're going to be talking a little MLB postseason. Uh, we're in the uh, probably past the halfway point of the postseason. Uh, then we're going to talk a little, um, a little Lakers, Lakers talk. We're uh, we're close to a week away so we're going to talk lakers uh we're going to see how the east and west is looking at least in our eyes you know uh, mm-hmm. as far as the top eight playoff contentions go um so, yeah, yeah. We're talk a little hoops uh maybe talk some um some rookie of the year mvp uh throw some names out there but uh yeah let's just get into it so right now earlier today the uh the blue jays um won game three uh, to to get to two two games to one against uh, the Royals. Yeah, in a, in a pretty convincing fashion, and uh, I'm kind of glad to see that that Blue Jays offense woke up after uh, losing the first two games, five to zero and six to three. So so that potent offense that we kind of got used to seeing after the All Star break definitely uh, slowed down a little bit for the first two games, but they definitely picked it up in game three. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. I thought the bats, um, the power of that lineup, it, you know, it was only a matter of time before before they woke up. Uh, Tulo had himself a little game today. Uh, real nice to see him uh, see him get the bat going. If you're a Roy, if you're a, excuse me, if you're a Blue Jays fan, um, you know, Joey Joey Bats is gonna get his uh, is gonna get his look. So, so it was nice and. Um, Marcus Stroman on the hill for for the for the Blue Jays really seems to be not only for the Blue Jays but for all those little guys out there standing at five foot eight yeah just just dealing yeah yeah I I heard some interesting things about him um, in the last series he's de- he definitely plays with a real chip on his shoulder if you ever hear an interview with him he's always talking about uh how he was written off because of his size and uh he he uses it to to put a little put a little gas in his in his tank and it works he had a little acronym shaped into his head last night um it was height doesn't measure heart so it was h oh yeah i think i saw that he had uh he had that scribed into uh into his haircut right yeah definitely yeah the the blue jays uh they got wacky haircuts i don't know if you notice this you've seen josh donaldson's hair he's got like the uh he's got like the the mohawk but then he's got like the two lines shaved into the back or into the side yeah it's a little funky and then i know tulo's got his own um got a got a kind of a similar thing going yeah. you know the, the blue jays are definitely a um a boisterous bunch nice uh you know i'm, I'm kind of digging the haircut thing because because we've all seen the playoff beards before but yeah these, uh, these funky haircuts are, yeah <laughs> are, are a nice change to to that tradition yeah uh i gotta say i, I like not even just a recent thing I, I have liked the blue jays offense for a while i oh they're a fun ball club to watch you yeah know, like, you know chicks dig the long ball like, yeah they're they're definitely one of the deadliest lineups that i can remember in the last Five ten years. Even. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, I mean, so. um, and and they're playing. You know, first two games they went a little cold, but you know, I think uh, the Royals bats were hot and the uh, the Blue Jays the Blue Jays came alive. But they're definitely a fun offense to watch, and they just they got a little bit of a uh, 
I guess I guess the word is swagger. I don't yeah. know. They just uh, they're they're good and they know it. Yeah, and they're an easy ball club to watch. But you know, the Royals were there last year. Yeah. Um, you know, in 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 my opinion, I feel like that was the the reason for game the falter in game one and two for the Blue Jays is I think they were a little hungover and and you know the the same could be said for the Cubs. You know, like those those fan bases were really excited and deprived of you know postseason baseball that maybe even the players you know got into the celebrations a little too much and came out flat for you know the the next two series where you know the Royals were there last year you know they weren't celebrating you know maybe their divisional series win as much as uh the Blue Jays were and and they definitely came out and handled business on their home field yeah um I like the Blue Jays to come back in their series I mean obviously they're only a game back now they got two more in Toronto uh, before before going back to KC, if it goes back to KC, um, Toronto obviously needs it. One wants it to go back to KC. Um, they need to force at least a game six, uh, and I think they do it. I think um, that city of Toronto is really rallying behind the Blue Jays. Um, I've I've been to Toronto. Um, it's a great spent a little time there. It's a great place, and I know they they've uh, they've been waiting for. For a baseball team since uh, what? Actually, as far as uh, droughts go, I mean, it hasn't been too long for them. Ninety-three, I think. Ninety-three. They were coming off their uh, second yeah. year of a back-to-back. They also won in ninety-two. Um, you know, speaking of postseason droughts, I mean, uh, all these all these teams are pretty fresh as as far as you know we're concerned. Uh-huh. Uh, ninety-three. The Blue Jays last won it. The Mets last won in eighty-six. Royals in '85. You know, these were two years that we weren't even born yet. And yeah, well, well, yeah, we're leaving off. Uh, we're uh, leaving. Well over a hundred years ago. Yeah, um, um, but you know, I'm I'm actually excited for for this era of baseball because even the teams that got knocked out, uh, the Rangers have never won a World Series. Uh, they've been there once. The Pirates last won in 1979, and um, you know, our hometown Dodgers. You know, haven't even won it since we were barely months old. Uh, 1988. 1988. So, yeah. I mean, even LA being such a you know a sports town, a, a championship, championship city. You know, our, our, the Dodgers haven't even taken the crown. Yeah, so. yeah. It was. Um, I am a. Uh, I'm a proud Dodger fan. I'm actually wearing an LA cap right now, and it was. Um, that was. Uh, yeah, I want to talk. I don't want to spend too much time on, on the Dodgers because uh, I think they clearly. I think they got beat by by a better team and the Mets, and um, uh, they're you know they just got beat. Grinky and Kershaw couldn't pull it through. Dodgers didn't have the bats going, and uh, Mets Mets are just playing well. They got a good ball club for sure. Maybe a little karma for that slide by Chase Utley. All right, I'm an admitted homer, so I, I'm obviously biased on that. I think uh, I th- put it this way: I think if it of that play in a similar way that I think of that uh, the the member of the play, the uh, Russell Martin, it was the this is the Russell Martin play where he hit Sin Sin Chu's bat. Uh, uh, you remember that freak play oh, that scored? I, oh, yes. uh, that I think it was game four. That wild, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a crazy. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I kind of think of those plays as similar in this respect. Kind of a freak thing. You can talk all day about Utley going in uh, hard, but at the end of the day, it was kind of a freak play. A lot of people like think that you know Utley was trying to uh, to hurt. Uh, Ruben Tejada, 
I, I I don't think that's the case. I yeah. think it's a playoff play. He's doing everything. He, he's pulling out of the stops. He's trying to play break up a, do- a double play in a game two that the Dodgers had to have. Yeah. Was it a little late? Maybe. Okay, I will say that it was a little late, but that play, if it happens in uh, if it happens in June, it doesn't even get a it doesn't even get a no, replay. Oh, and, man, um, and and I think that's the thing that kind of bothered me about that whole situation is. Uh, Jung Ho Kong, shortstop for the Pirates, got taken out about right. a month earlier by a Chicago Cubs player, and you know, no, no one but, even batted an eye. No bats an eye. So, um, you know, it's a hard play. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even I'm not even a Dodger homer, but j- just a, a baseball play. You know, of course you're gonna take a, you're gonna try to break up the double play. So. Yeah. Um, you know what? He d- maybe. Maybe during the regular season though, he slides a little bit earlier. But on that time, I don't think he was leaving anything to chance and. You know, an unfortunate thing happened, but um, to the yeah, he did it. Dodgers ended up winning that game, but you know, as we all know, they they lost the series. Um, Mets are doing fine without Ruben Tejada. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know they're up two zero on the Cubs right now, and uh, whereas even before today's game, I like Toronto to come back in the series more than the Cubs. Um, you know, obviously Toronto won today, but. Um, Mets pitching uh, seeming pretty dominant against, uh, you know, a pretty hot Cubs lineup. But like I kind of touched on earlier, maybe the Cubs are a little hungover from their uh, division series win. But you know, um, Matt Harvey, you know, had a had a strong game one. Uh, Noah Syndergaard pitched a gem in a four-one Mets victory in game two. Um, and I don't really think anyone saw Arietta getting lit up for three runs in the first in that um, in that second game. Yeah, you know what. Um... It, it, it was weird, and I, I when I uh, I think the cold weather really got to the Cubs, uh, which is a weird thing to say because because they are from the windy city. Yeah, but uh, you know they play during the spring well, the and the summer. Is, uh, you know they, they are they are a pretty young team. This is their first postseason together, their, their first time playing. You know, and uh, so deep into the season. So. Yeah, but, I mean you could say the same thing about the Mets, though. I mean, with the exception of uh, David Wright. Um, no one really on that team has 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 any really experience to speak of. The team that you know, the guys that have been have been motoring that team. Um, uh, Daniel Murphy, David Murphy. God, I've messed up so many names already on this uh, podcast. I'll give you Daniel Murphy, and yes, that guy is hot. He's had a home run in uh, the first inning of both of these games, and not to mention the home runs he hit against your beloved Dodgers. Yeah, he's but, locked in. He's he's come to play. Yeah, no, he's locked in right now. Absolutely. Um, and gosh, during the playoffs, you really—I mean, you don't just need one guy, but when you have a guy who's as locked in as he is, um, to just anchor everybody. Yeah. It's God. I mean, it pays so much dividend, so many dividends. And then he's batting right in front of Cespedes, and I think having Cespedes behind him. And in front of Granderson, he's he's back he's, he's he's third behind Granderson and and David Wright, who David Wright's thing has been struggling in this postseason a little yeah. bit, but uh, Granderson has been getting on base uh, seemingly every at bat, whether it's a walk or a hit. Um, then uh, Murphy comes up and he knows he's got Cespedes behind him, who has been playing lights out. What, uh, a, what a great pickup that! Yeah, was. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he's a great player. Um, okay, so. You know, is the obvious pick. I mean, you know, it's we're talking to this two. two. Uh, who do you got in your World Series? Well, uh, I mean, as of right now, so the Royals are sitting 
Uh, 2-1 yeah. against the, the Blue Jays, and the Mets are sitting 2-0. Uh, pending I, uh, the Mets and the Blue Jays uh, are who, I, are who I, would, I would slot in that right now. I think Toronto is one of those teams that once you open the floodgates, they're just going to pour on the runs, and um, I'm not sure Kansas City is going to be able to uh, to score more runs with them. Um, definitely not for the you know the next two games in Toronto where that, that home crowd is going to be behind them. And then... Um, you know, see if Toronto. I, I think Toronto could win the next two games, and then they just have to win one in uh, Kansas City. Uh, I only disagree with you on uh, the American League series. I actually think the Royals um, still hold the advantage. Uh, they still have the better bullpen, and if if they could take a lead into the sixth inning, I mean, they're bullpen guys. They have one right after another that are throwing nothing but pure gas, and I think they can shut you down. So for that reason alone, I'm going Royals. I think the Mets have too much pitching, and they believe in themselves too much right now. Um, the the Cubs honestly I th- I think everyone agrees that they were a year earlier on their success you know it, Joe Madden did a great job he got them here to this point but um, I I think the Mets are rolling and you know the Cubs are just gonna you know have to rebound and pick up the pieces next year and, and they're and they're they gonna will. be a strong team next year yeah they, they will. will they but, will uh, but right now I I think it's all Mets so um, I'm calling Royals Mets the World Series um, with the Royals actually taking it home. You think the Royals uh, finished the job this year? Yeah, I, I think they, they're, they're too deep. They have had too much pitching, and, you know, they were on the wrong side of it last year. So hopefully, I think that bitter taste in their mouth is going to propel them uh, beyond. Um, I'm going to pick uh, I'm gonna pick the Mets to win. The Mets. The Mets. <laughs> the Mets. The Mets. Uh, New York Mets look like they got a, just a sweet, sweet balance between – um, pitching and hitting right now. I mean, they got it. They got. They don't. Ex- I mean, it's a weird thing to say. I mean, Degrom and Syndergaard is a is a sick one-two punch, but they're just they're they're doing everything well. They're yeah. doing everything well. They're not they're not scoring twelve runs a game. Although I think they put up thirteen on the Dodgers in uh, Game Three no, or I'll, Four. I'll definitely agree that the Mets' starting pitching uh, is better than the Royals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll uh, obviously we'll be watching. Um, I just I like the Mets. Okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll visit we'll revisit the uh, post baseball postseason before before too long. All right, maybe uh, talk a little hoops. Yeah, we are. Uh, Let's talk a little hoops. We are about a week away, depending on when we release this podcast. Actually, right now we got uh, Lakers preseason. In the background, uh, the recorded uh, beat Portland tonight in the preseason. So make of that what you want. I'm going to start with the Lakers. Well, it's going to start and end with the Lakers at this podcast. The Home Dog podcast is going on record as Laker fans. So tune if, in for all Laker news. <laughs> yeah, if you're not if if you're not Laker fans, um, well, you can stay tuned to disagree with us. Uh, anyway. Uh, Lakers this year going to be a different team than last year. Obviously, added a lot of new pieces. Um, so, some some key vets, you know, to, to help some vets, some young players. Uh, we got Kobe back for that reason. For me, um, I, you know, I'm not expecting too much in the win column from the Lakers this year. Definitely not. Yeah, I my my take on it. 
since uh, the beginning of um, since the draft, since free agents, since draft and free agency ended, has been just that there's been too many too many storylines. I think to this uh, to this Lakers team to really find any um, to find really any gel. Uh, Kobe's coming back. Everybody, a lot of people are going to be looking at that, saying, "How's he going to do?" And what could very well be his last year. Yeah. Me personally, I don't think it'll be his last year, but you know, who knows? It could be. Yeah. Then we have, uh, you know, then we sign Lakers go out and sign six man of the year, Lou Williams. Uh, I think they uh, trade or acquired. I don't know whatever the word is. Uh, Roy Herbert. Roy Herbert. Yeah, he, he's a formidable big man. But yeah, all the you know, and I'm I'm actually excited to watch him play. Um, I I uh, I don't think that he's the atro. I mean, he's a defensive defensive player of the year two years ago. Yeah. Offensively, he's a liability, but uh, he's looking he's looking rather svelte. I saw him in preseason the other day, and he looks like he dropped. At least twenty pounds. No, I don't know. He looks. Yeah. He looks. He's looking fit. He, he, he's moving pretty good. Like, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, and he does have an offensive game. Uh, he lost it, you know, two years ago in the playoffs or the, in the last, you know, third of the season. We, you know, remember that Roy Herbert meltdown where uh, he wasn't even getting minutes. Yeah. Um, straight healthy scratches. Some games. Um, it was that was pretty wild. Um, yeah, so we got the Lou Williams signings, Roy Hibbert signings, uh, Brandon Bass site, um, signings. So, you know, we're bringing in these vets. He's a hustler. Well, yeah. yeah Better world peace. Yeah. Honestly, and, uh, and I feel like some of these vets we're bringing in, I mean, they're, they're here to make these young guys. Up, yeah. You know, I, professionals, you I, know, I don't hate the signings, but we're also a lottery team. The Lakers are, and you know, we're trying to develop. Uh, Top three protected picks. Yeah, so you know we have we have Jordan Clarkson, who's a, a second year player, who not quite sure what we have in him. Showed some signs last year, showed some bursts, some playmaking ability. Uh, hopefully he can um, he can develop over this year. And uh, we got two rookies by my in my by what I consider two rookies. Obviously, the, yeah, by you know the obvious the number two pick, D'Angelo Russell and uh, Julius Randle, who. Is not considered uh, a an, a rookie by the NBA because he played an entire twelve minutes in the regular season. Yes. Before. Uh, so so scratch your Julius Randle rookie of the year bets because they are not taking. I actually liked it, and I didn't realize that it it only took twelve minutes of playing yeah. time to make you ineligible. Uh, another person you could probably consider a rookie this year is Jabari Parker, who got injured, but I think he played. A, he played a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I just, there's too many, like I said, there's too many things going on with this team for them to, and they're playing in the West. Vegas has the, uh, the over under at 29 and a half. My, my heart says over, but my head says under, uh, not that I would even consider betting this at all, but I mean, yeah. just to use it as a jumping point, I, I, I think, I think 30 games that's nine games from last year. Obviously, this team has more talent in the signings and um, the rookies that we have. But in in a in a uh, a bloodbath of a Western Conference, I don't know that they can get to thirty wins. I'm not even sure the Lakers are even trying to get to tw- uh, thirty wins this year. You know, I mean, what's the point if if uh, if we're top three lottery protected? Hopefully, Mitch finds us a way to. 
land in that top three or yeah i think it's a top five um that we owe top three it, it, it was top five last year and since uh we got it we kept it it's now down to a top three protector uh, okay okay so and that pick um goes to the sixers now yeah, I, got I think yeah, got I think Phoenix got traded a bunch of times. Yeah, I think I think the Sixers have it now. So, um, yeah, they need another lottery pick, like they need another hole in the head. Did you see Larry Nance's Jr.'s dunk on Festus Azili? I did that poster. Yeah, he uh, he took him to church a little bit. That was nice to see. That's what I'm looking for out of this Lakers season is uh, some highlights along the way. Uh, to to mitigate the uh, the loss the the the, the sixty five losses or so, but yeah, Larry Nance. Um, a lot of people talking about him preseason. Yeah, so I heard uh, some some GMs were a little pissed at how high the Lakers reached for him. Yeah, Lake. There's a little talk after the draft that the Lakers took uh, Larry Nance Jr. pretty early, but uh, I guess a few executives were not. Had Larry Nance circled and they're a little, yeah. little, little upset. Not upset, but you know they they were hoping to score Larry Nance Jr. But the Lakers, uh, Lakers jumped on him. Um, uh, what do uh, you think about him? A little fun fact. Uh, do you know where he was born? Larry Nance Jr. Correct. Um, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh, close, close. Where we are in the Midwest, but uh, actually Akron, Ohio. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think I'm going to go ahead and. Nickname him the the Prince of Akron, right now. <laughs> the so, Prince. I know. You know. Actually, I take that back. I'm just gonna say Prince Larry. Prince Larry. Yeah. You know. Prince so, Larry. We we already have a king from Akron, and I, I think we have a prince now. So <laughs> six nine two thirty. Wow, that's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. Was was I? I don't even think I realized that until. Yeah, I'll be excited. Until he slammed it on. Festival. Yeah, I'm. Um... You know, I'm 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 excited to watch him play. If anything, uh, I, I like I'd like to see these young players develop, which is something that the Lakers have never done as long as I've been watching them is develop young a core of young talent. Yeah, so well, it's, um, don't, well, don't get used to it because the Lakers do have a lot of cap room coming up. Um, this is true. Yeah, obviously a lot of free agents off the books, and then a lot of notable free agents that are going to be on the books. So the Lakers um, for next year the 2016-2017 season have a $24 million lockdown. Obviously, Kobe Bryant's coming off the books, um, as well as Roy Hibbert. You know, we won't have to owe him his $15 million. Um, but, yeah, with, with a lot of notable free agents coming up as well. Yeah, um, you know, Lakers need need to land somebody. I think... Uh, you know they 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 can't strike out like they have the last couple of years. No, definitely not. Problem is, uh, the LA attraction is not. I don't think what it used to be. But you know what? Um, there is a hometown guy who, um, uh, I do see could be a pretty you, good option for the. Lakers. Are you talking about the angriest man in basketball? And who would that be? I I, I thought you were going uh, Russell Westbrook ooh, two years from now. Ooh, that, that is two years from now. But also Demar Derozan, you know the the, oh, shooting, yeah. the six seven shooting guard for the Toronto Raptors is a, a unrestricted free agent, or he actually has a player option, so he could opt out and come get paid. So yeah, something to look at. Obviously, the big names, uh, the big name in next year's summer is uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Uh, and obviously, it's it's easy to say. Of course, he'd want to come to LA, but you know who really knows. 
Yes, yeah, I'm not even going to speculate on that at this point. Uh, we can vi- revisit that in the future. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm pumped about this team. If not for from from a win, uh, win total perspective, at least just to watch uh, some young some young talent. So it's safe to say that we don't have the Lakers in our top eight making the playoffs in the West. No. How about we? Well, you want to give our playoff teams? Yeah. Why Why don't you give me your top eight? Okay. Yeah, so we'll start... How about we start with the East? Okay, sounds good. Okay, so the East, number one, I, I have the, the one seed being Cavaliers. I think that's a pretty obvious choice. Yes, uh, I think that is a consensus, consensus number one. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to go... I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll yeah. just rattle them off here. Off. One, Cavaliers. Two, Bulls. Uh, three, I got the Hawks. Four, I have the uh, Miami Heat. Five, I actually have the Milwaukee Bucks um, taking a jump. I like it. Six, uh, Celtics. Um, seven, Washington Wizards, and the eighth seed. I have. I couldn't decide here. I know I kind of, I kind of sissied out here, but I, I have a, a Raptors, um, Pacers, in that in that eighth spot. Okay. Uh, I want to say the. My gut is to say that the Raptors. Um, because Indiana lost, uh, it's Paul George coming back out of that industry after that, you know, terrible injury. Not only that, but you know, they're, they're trying to put him in the stretch four position, and he isn't shy about saying that he's not enjoying that. Yeah, and you know, they lose Hibbert and David West. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, fire off my topic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, before um, we do that, go ahead. We had pretty much all like the same playoff teams, a little different order. Uh, Cleveland number one. I, I say the Heat come uh, bouncing back a strong year. They're going to have Chris Bosh a whole year. Um, you know, I think they're number two. Hawks, you know, they're pretty steady. I have them at number three. Bulls slipping a little bit at number four. Um, the Washington Wizards team, I have them at number five. And this young Milwaukee Bucks team, who we both seem to like pretty much, uh, very much, um, they've added some key pieces. Um, I like them at number six. Uh, Vegas has their over-under at 44.5, and, you know, that's worth a look. And even though I have them at number six, and being a playoff team in the East, maybe a Sub five hundred record could get you there. I, I I think the over is worth a look. They're, and even if not, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Anyways, I'm off. I'm off topic. Um, number seven, I have the Celtics, and then I took the Raptors over the Pacers for the reasons we just talked about. I don't think Paul George is going to be comfortable in that four spot. Okay, yeah, I think so. It sounds like we have the exact same teams, just uh, different order. Yeah, you mentioned the Bucks over uh, forty four and a half wins. Let's see, what were they last year? I'm gonna look that up right now. Um, but you know, they add they add Greg Monroe, um, OJ Mayo, supposed to be looking good, looking spelt, and we have always known that he's had the talent yeah. to be to be a uh, if not an all star, a, a a starting a reliable starter yeah. in this league. Um, you know, they and they get Jabari Parker. They got the Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, is is that? I think I believe that is the proper uh, pronunciation. Yeah, is that right? I might have left an accent mark out somewhere. Um, Michael Carter Williams, though. So yeah, I mean that was a good pickup, and, and and you got Jason Kidd, who is a relatable coach. You know, he's been there. I feel like he could get the most out of these young players, which he obviously did last year. So by adding a little more depth. They, I believe they added Grievous Vasquez, um, one of my favorite players out of Maryland. 
Um, you know, good guy coming off the bench and another huge point guard. So Jason Kidd, he's probably going to have these young guys running. Um, they're going to be a fun team to watch. They obviously took Chicago to, was it seven games? Yeah, they playoffs. gave them all they could handle. Um, then, you know, obviously before getting blown out in that game seven, but that was a, that was a fun series to watch. I think yeah, I, gosh, I was rooting for the Bucks, Um, and this year that team adds talent. Um, they add a big man, Greg Monroe. They add, you know, they get Jabari Parker back. Okay, so that team last year was 41 and 41, 500 team. Um, can you get four more wins out of uh, out of five, the five more? Oh yeah, four more to push you. Four to, to well, 44 and a half, right? Yeah. So four more to cover. Um, I definitely think so in this East. So yeah, I I think I. I you know, I think Greg Monroe, Grievous Vasquez, and adding getting Jabari Parker back are probably worth four wins in the East. Okay, I want to change my East selection and put Milwaukee Bucks over the Wizards and potentially maybe even taking over a fourth spot. Um. Well, like you're allowed to do that. We'll. Uh, I just did it. <laughs> okay. Um. You want to talk maybe a little uh, little rookie of the year MVP odds? Yeah. For a second, I got I got the figures in front of me. <coughs> Excuse me. So rookie of the year, um, the top four players in terms of odds. Number one, Jaleel Okafor, a plus two twenty five. Number two, Emmanuel Mudiay, a plus three hundred. Number three, uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, plus three fifty. Number four, Carl Anthony Towns, a plus four fifty. Uh, that surprises me that the number one pick is the uh, fourth highest, has the fourth um, highest odds for, for rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little shocked too, especially considering he's probably going to be getting a lot of playing time there with a, a young Minnesota team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a, a somebody, I'm trying to like a reverse jinx myself, but I, I want to say D'Angelo is, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all either. I, I know Jaleel is going to be getting a lot of touches in uh, in Philadelphia, but, you know, he's still on one of the worst teams in the league. So who really knows if, you know, how his production is going to turn out. Yeah, maybe and, a, um, a little, you know, I, I'm kind of liking Moutier. He's on a, on a pretty crappy Denver team, but, you know, they still have some shooters out there, so he could probably rack up, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, uh, double-digit points and you know, high number of assists. Yeah, he could benefit a little bit from the uh, kind of like the same uh, Andrew Wiggins treatment last year. Yeah. I mean, just on a on a on a bad team, but just gonna get all the touches he wants. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo it, is gonna, like, especially being a point guard with the ball in his hands at all times. So. Right, Dan, D'Angelo Russell is gonna lose touch. I mean, can you call him losing touches? I just don't think that there's enough touches. I mean, you know, as as, as as bad as we think the Lakers team is going to be, they're not short of ball handlers and ball and shot takers on that no, team. Exactly. I mean, I don't think like the the offense or, or the key is going to be you know keep the ball in D'Angelo's hands. No, I I, I think the ball is going to be moving. And uh, I mean, yeah, especially with Kobe Bryant on that team, we all know um, he's wants something. He's he's got something to prove. Yeah, um, it's contract year for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Shit, he's playing for a new contract. I, I, I think he's also playing for a scoring record, too. He's still... Is he number two? Uh, all time? Yeah. I'm not even going to comment on that because I don't know. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed that I don't know. Okay, I, I why, okay why don't you look that up? Um, a couple ones that I, uh, that I circled a little bit worse are uh, better, better odds. Um, 
Mario Super Mario Super Mario Hazonia is at plus twelve hundred right now. Yeah, that guy is a human highlight reel and kind of a beast. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think he's he's worth taking a look at. Um, you know, these these kind of these bets is so hard to predict anyway, you know, throwing a little throwing a little uh, cash on a future Yeah. On, um, uh Christoph Porzingis plus twelve hundred. Um you know, I got the opportunity to see him live in Summer League, and he didn't look terrible. I mean, you are going against Summer League competition, but, I mean, it's 7-2. You can shoot the three, put the ball on the floor. And in all honesty, you know, he's going to be on a not, not, so, not so good Knicks squad. And honestly, I kind of expect the Knicks to maybe dangle Carmelo Anthony at the trade deadline. So if that does happen in the... Nick somehow managed to get worse. Maybe that helps uh, his his odds. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. That's a good point. If uh, if Carmelo gets traded, um, then I mean Porzingis, it's going to be the Porzingis show. Yeah. In uh, at the Garden. Yeah. Nightly. Another player who I like, but I'm probably not going to bet on because of the team he's on, is uh, Willie Cauley Stein. I actually got to see him live in summer league, and that guy is a beast. He's going to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, I'd say, within the next uh, three to five years. Yeah. Um, He's definitely tall, linky, and can jump, and he, he can control the paint. So That Sacramento team is going to be I, – I don't know what the word is, but by the end of the by, – by about the couple weeks in, we're going to know there, there is going to be a word for the Sacramento Kings basketball team that describes them. We got Willie Cauley-Stein, Boogie Cousins, Rajon Rondo on that team. Uh, Rudy Gay still on, yeah. still on the Kings. Seth Curry, yeah, Let's the God. T God. Seth, Seth Curry, the God. The God. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, so, well, okay. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into our, our Western Conference? Um, oh yeah, let's backtrack here. We kind of miss that. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you um, go ahead and uh, give me your West all right, all right, one I'm, to eight. I'm just gonna go through this pretty quick. Uh, number one, I have Golden State, defending champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, say what you want. Uh, Spurs obviously got pretty strong in the offseason. I have them at number two. OKC got a little healthier. I have them, have them at number three. Uh, Clippers kept their big man DeAndre Jordan and got, uh, you know, an old veteran and probably didn't improve their bench. But, you know, they're still strong at number four. I have Memphis at number five. Uh, Matt Barnes pretty pissed off. Hopefully he has something to prove. Um, but that team is still good, especially at home. Number six, I have Houston. You know, James Harden, he's going to put up his points. Uh, hopefully Dwight Howard, um, you know, can show some life. I guess he was playing injured in the postseason, but, you know, um, I'm a little bitter towards Dwight Howard, so I don't have anything nice to say about him. Um, New Orleans in the number seven. Of course, we all love them. Um, Alvin Gentry is their new coach. Um, I expect him to keep them in the playoffs uh, and improve by a spot. Uh, number eight. Uh, this was a little tough for me. I went Utah Jazz. They have a young team. Um, they actually have a home court advantage. Their fans are, you know, pretty, um, pretty loud and pretty loyal. Um, and I actually I put in number nine spot. I had them beating out uh, the aforementioned Sacramento Kings. Oh wow! So, you have the Kings jump. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so the Kings at nine. So so who knows how long. Uh, Boogie Cousins and uh, the George Carl thing. Yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. They might be worth an ad on the uh, on the um, the NBA. Um, why can I not think of the name? The NBA. Pick your team. The 
NBA channel, the pick your teams, the NBA package. Um, it might sorry, be worth sorry, an ad. Sorry, I wasn't following you. Nah, that's fine. Uh, you didn't. You mean you couldn't read my mind? No, that's weird. Or your hand gestures? That's weird. Yeah, I know. I have these amazing hand gestures, and sometimes they fail me. Um, through your West, our West lineups, we have the exact same teams uh, again. Kind of weird, but just in different order. Number one, uh, I'm just gonna rattle them off. Golden State, number one, uh, two Spurs, three Rockets, four Clippers, five OKC, six Memphis. Seven, I have New Orleans, and eight, I also have the Jazz. Mm. I, I mean, probably. The, I mean, the seven teams are going to probably be. The, the, I think the only question mark, as far as the the players or the teams involved, are the first seven or that's lock. Yeah, it's correct. the yeah. the number. The eight seed is probably the only one. I think maybe. Uh, I I would have said I would have put Phoenix. Um, yeah. And there to challenge for the eight spot. Don't know that the Kings are ready. They might have the talent. Who knows? Um, but it seems to be that that the, those first seven are just a lock. And those first seven are probably better than uh, I would say. Top four least. Yeah, and thus I mean, not I better mean, than uh, the top four. I mean, I'm sorry, the bottom four. Yeah, I mean, and maybe even maybe even past that. So I don't know. Um, the it's going to be fun to watch though. I mean, the, the the rich got richer this year. Uh, we know what happened with the Spurs. Golden State's coming back. The West is still wild. The East is still Cleveland. OKC's, um, you know, Kevin Durant's last year, new coach. Um, they are a little bit of a, they're a little bit of a wild card for Billy me. Donovan? Yeah, they're a little bit of a wild card for me. I think obviously they have all the talent in the world. Um, new coach thing is a little bit of a question mark. But uh, I think their talent's going to push, going to pull them through, and uh, I think they're going to play for each other at this point. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. Kobe is chasing Carmelo, by the way. He does. Uh, is that the stat? Is that the stat boy giving us the correct? Yeah. Giving us pointing out the mistakes? Uh, stat boy here. Um, Kobe's trailing uh, Carmelo by four thousand and change. So uh, look for him to put up about 48 shots per game this year. Our stat boy is apparently from Boston? Long Island. <laughs> from Long Island. Deep, deep Long Island. From deep, deep Long Island. Okay. Um, yeah, so a little bit of an NBA preview. Uh, obviously, when uh, NBA season gets here, which it will be here soon enough, we will be revisiting and revisiting and revisiting the National Basketball Association and um, – Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us. Deuces.